And hello there, everyone. It's the Comic Multiverse Commentary, where the worlds of commentaries meet. Matt, I don't really have an opening for this. It's hard to have an opening for a commentary. It is. This was an impromptu idea. Matt and I figured, like, oh, shit, Wonder Woman comes out next week. And for once, Matt hasn't seen it, and I haven't seen it. So we thought, you know what, let's do a special little commentary track is what we should do. Yeah, I see it in a couple of days, though. So. Uh, don't you always. I'm in before Matt sees the movie early is what I am. <laughs> and you know what? I've actually been meaning to do Wonder Woman for years because, like, no shit. This animated one from 2009, it might be my favorite DC animated movie, which is saying something because there's a lot of really good ones. It, it, is, a really, it is a really good one. It's, it, it came in... A, just the right time where they were all make, making really good ones out there. It was so good, in fact, to hype up the live-action Wonder Woman movie, they re-released this in a commemorative edition. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, Matt and I looked into this, it's like, hey, is there anything new and different in the commemorative edition? No. No, it's exactly a new packaging. They just re-released the movie. But you know what? I hope more people buy it this time, because... One of the sad facts about this Wonder Woman movie is that it actually underperformed, which is why we didn't get any more Wonder Woman movies, even though, as we'll explain in the commentary, it was really clear they were setting the grounds for there to be sequels. Yep. So yes, with uh, that all out of the way, everyone, be sure to grab your DVDs, be sure to grab your Netflixes and your Hulus and wherever else the movie might be. The version Matt and I are watching right now is an hour 13.39, so when I say go, we can all synchronize, synchronize, what the fuck am I saying? We can synchronize, <laughs> synchronize, Matt, it's a new exercise routine, it's sweeping the nation, everybody loves it. <laughs> we're going to synchronize our videos and we're going to start. And if I sound really weird, everyone, my mic is slightly malfunctioning. Matt is being a real trooper and is going to try and fix it up. So mm -hmm. that's why if it sounds a little off, that's why. But yes, I'm going to count to five. Then on five, we can press uh, start, play, whatever it is. And I'll try and cue you guys up so you know where you're at. So five, four, three, two, one. Alright, so we're a second in, it's starting up, and we're starting, and it's the Warner Brothers logo. The old Warner Brothers logo. I know, I missed the old Warner Premiere logo. They've changed it all since then. I was going to say, do we get the old uh, Warner animation on this, but uh, we don't. Nah. We do get Warner Brothers Presents. So yeah, right off the bat, this movie frickin' impresses with where it goes, where it's like, how do you start a Wonder Woman movie? You go all the way back to the birth of the Amazons, and you put a lot of importance on Diana's mother, which is good, because she is a super important character. She definitely is, yeah. And uh, the comic I think they're drawing a lot of inspiration from here is like the Len Wein uh, Wonder Woman story, Gods and Mortals, which was basically her big post-crisis, hey, let's go back and redo the origin. Yep. And it's a really good place to start. It is, it is. It, it introduces all these characters that are really important and, and much needed. Pulls no freaking punches either. I remember watching this for the first time and being like, wow, this Wonder Woman movie is really violent. Yeah, it, it, this is 
DC violence before DC violence was cool and now all their movies are R-rated. Absolutely, it was special at the time because we never saw it before and even here, like if you compare this to like the last handful of DC animated movies like, I don't know, like Judas Contract or uh, Robin vs. Batman, they're being quite tasteful and restrained with this and they're giving violence the revenants that it deserves. <laughs> Yeah, well, and violence has a place in, in this movie as well, because it's a, literally about a warrior race. Yeah, and it's ancient Greece when, you know, people didn't yeah. live that long. Yeah. We got Alfred Molina as our villain here, as Ares, God of War. What amazing casting, right? This movie had really good casting all over the bat. It's one of the best cast ones they've done, which is saying something. Just, yeah, just such a cool opening scene here and again them kind of playing around with a bunch of different stuff you see all the important wonder woman accoutrement the lasso her sword and yeah. shield and everything being used by her mom yeah they just cut a guy's head off with the tiara yeah he was a monster it's fine and then ooh, you know getting uh what is it some more adult content in here talking about <laughs> sex and even rape which is funny, because I'm sure you remember, Matt, in the Justice League cartoon show, it was Hippolyta and Ares who kind of had a thing going on, but it was much more, uh, what's the word, uh... Reserved. Yeah, and wasn't nearly as creepy, and this they make it very, very out and about, where it's like, yes, Ares forced himself on the Queen of the Amazons, and it was no good. Yep. <laughs> No good at all, which, again, in the original comics, it was Hercules who did much of this. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about DC Hercules. DC Hercules is a total bell end. Oh god, yeah, he is. <laughs> he is a monster, or Heracles, as it's sometimes spelled, because, you know, we're, we're literary nerds here. Rosario Dawson, wonderfully cast as Artemis. Hilarious, because Rodar uh, Rosario Dawson will keep coming back in these DC animated movies, and she'll even voice Wonder Woman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, that's the thing, Matt. You stick around long enough, you voice a beloved background character, and eventually you just get to voice the hero. <laughs> Freaking Rosario Dawson, if you had to name, like, a first lady of comic book projects and properties, I think you'd have to name her, right? Because she's in both universes, does so many great roles. Yeah, like, her and maybe Tara Strong as well. That's true. Tara Strong is in a lot. But Tara Strong is in everything, not just superheroes. Yeah. That's true. She's a voice actor first. It's her job, yeah. Where Rosario Dawson's like, oh, she's coming from movie movies. Showing that there's actually a lot of different Amazons, you know, they're not all great warriors. That, you know, they are a deep and interesting society not defined by any one stereotype. Yeah. And yeah, all these side characters actually get amazing arcs in the movie. It's Wonder Woman's movie, but everyone else gets arcs. Yeah, it's it's good when when like people put like the time and effort in. Oh yeah. Now I know too. This movie, this was like when these actually came out on DVD and Blockbuster was still around, and I could still get them. I'd always love to listen to the commentary track, and what's sad about these movies is you could tell they were rushing them a little bit more and more because the commentary for this movie. Uh, it was Bruce Tim and the director and the writer. They weren't even watching a completed version of the movie. They were watching like animatics with uh, scratch tracks on it because that's how quickly they Ow. had to get it out. Yeah, I know, right? After that, they just stopped doing commentaries for most of those movies. 
And that's probably good because, like, if they did any commentaries on like the new stuff, they they wouldn't they'd be like doing them to like just the script pages. Yeah, pretty much. That the turnout rate for these, which is sad. I I'm bummed they never had a commentary for Flashpoint Paradox. I actually very much would have yeah. heard that. Because in my that would have been very interesting. Was, I think that was the last truly great one that they did. It was. It was. It was sort of like, and it, it's sad because that one's the one that sort of ended this era and started that era where they wanted everything to be sort of in the same universe. Yeah. But then they, lost. they dropped that like one movie in. Ironically, the best one to come out of that second cycle was the Suicide Squad movie, and that was in the Arkham continuity. <laughs> yeah, that was completely out of it. Which I think should send them a message where it's like, hey, look, when everything doesn't have to play by the same rules, you make some good ones. Yeah, hey, here's one for you. Uh, Athena was actually supposed to be voiced by Linda Carter. Oh, really? Yeah, Linda Carter had a scheduling thing, so she couldn't do it, but how awesome would that have been, that TV's Wonder Woman, if she was the voice of Athena? That would have been really cool. Man, the gods in this movie are actually pretty close to the gods in Greek mythology. Oh, but your son did this horrible shit to me. Why can't I kill him? Because I'm fucking Zeus and I said so. <laughs> My rules are really bullshitty. I turn into swans. Yeah, the revenants that they give to all these important things, you know, the bands, the lasso, the island and everything. They really do mm -hmm. build it up to this epic level. Oh yeah, totally. And obviously, of course, Matt and I haven't seen the new live-action one yet. Matt gets to see it in a couple days. I see it in about a week or whatever. I hope they pay some reference to this. It looks like in the trailers they might. Yeah, it they, they looks like they, they might do a little bit of, like, Themyscira stuff before moving on to, like, the World War One stuff. But, yeah. but what exactly they do is... I still don't know. It's funny, World War One making it a period piece. This movie could very easily have been a period piece, but they set it in modern times, which I think that's an amazing feat that they were able to set this movie in modern times. Yeah. Uh, such a great version of this scene right here. Hippolyta sculpting a child out of clay and having the gods granted amazing power. What a, what a fucking origin, am I right? Yeah, it's it's a great origin. It's so unique. It's why it always bummed me out in the new 52 era. Where it's like, really? You got rid of this? Why would you get rid of this? This is so good. <laughs> this is what makes her, like, different from everything else. She's not just, like, uh, some person who has special powers. She's she's literally a clay person. I, I, yeah, exactly. I wasn't squirted into this world. I was forged <laughs> and imbued with amazing power. Oh, what's that? You were all squirted out? Sorry. And none of her parents had to die for this to happen. No. She has her own things going on. See, now I'm just watching the movie. I'm like, man, this is pretty good. Good ship. Right here. That's what this is. It's, a, it's funny, too, you can really tell the creators love to dig into these this world and these characters, because they never did, like, a Wonder Woman animated series in the same way they did a Batman or a Superman. Mm-hmm, yeah. I often wonder of the road not traveled, and I wonder how things would be different 
if we got a Wonder Woman the Animated Series and they got to, like, redo and update her villains in the same way they did for Batman and Superman? That'd be pretty cool, and we, we'd be able to get, like, a, like a three-way crossover with them. Absolutely. And, like, you think, too, so many villains are only as big and as cool as they are now in the public eye thanks to the cartoon. Like, I mean, Riddler, Penguin, when most people thought of them, they still thought of, like, the 60s Adam West thing. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of goofy villains. And even stuff like, you know, Parasite and, like, new creations like Livewire. Imagine what they could have done for Wonder Woman. Oh, we've been doing what, what the comics are doing at the moment for her. Absolutely. Which, I have not finished that new arc map, but without spoiling too much, I know some people were kind of upset because at the end of this last arc, we didn't find out uh, whether or not she was still made out of clay or if the Brian Azzarello stuff still stands. Oh, I guess we will, but the thing about this arc, it was it was more about the truth of Themyscira. Right. And and, and we find out its purpose and everything, which is actually really cool. It's a really, really uh, unique way how they've done it and everything and how it relates to, like, Ares and everything. Mm. It, it's funny, Matt. I remember, I think it was last year, like, every other Wonder Woman story we read was an origin story for Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the last couple of issues before the New 52 finish book, like horrible they were like a donna troy storyline and they, they kept saying she was made out of clay and all this sort of stuff it was so weird and even then they either jettisoned or just went back to the old origins yeah as it stands now yeah i love this idea Ares, prisoner of the amazons to forever represent the evils of war and man's world mm-hmm that's a that's a that's, that's a pretty sick punishment. I I got to admit that's a pretty metal punishment. <laughs> Just sit there in your cell with no toilets in your dirty robes. <laughs> and hey, look, it's Steve, arguably one of the most uh, boring uh, supporting characters, and yet Nathan Fillion does an amazing job. Yeah, between this and like what the comics did for him recently, he's, he's kind of. Like, had had a reason to be around. He does. Like, I've often joked, you know, that uh, Steve Trevor is cut from very much the same cloth as, like, a Vicky Vale or an Iris West or even a Lois Lane. And that is, in the beginning, they exist solely to be the characters who needed to be saved. You know, they were the naggers. They were the ones who just were there because they had to be. The only mm -hmm. difference is, you know, Lois and Iris and Vicky <clears throat> and everything got characters. <laughs> Excuse me. Steve never did, which is why Steve is absent from Wonder Woman for like decades at a time. Yeah, yeah. He just like appears and then disappears uh, at will. Yep. Whenever they need him. But yeah, the new one from Rucka. He one of the best things Rucka did is actually really do a number on the supporting cast and make them matter again. Yeah, definitely. And to also, you know, draw parallels between Steve and Wonder Woman to explain, you know, yes, this is why they would get along. This is why they would be a couple that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, they're a couple, but they're also best friends. Yeah, it, it's really, really nice, especially because I was one of those people who really didn't like the Superman-Wonder Woman coupling at the beginning. No, I, I didn't like it either. <laughs> Usually Superman and Wonder Woman being together is like the visual shorthand for, oh, this is a crazy alternate universe. Yeah, Kingdom Come. <laughs> Or Injustice, or the Justice Lords, yeah, <laughs> or anything like that, where it's like, ah, crap, we're in a we're in a parallel universe map, and and it them not being together breaks that whole thing where oh, they're two godlike beings, they should be together. Yeah. 
So yeah, them needing to retell the story of like, okay, what's Steve's reason for landing on Paradise Island? What's his reason for showing up on the Themyscira? It was easy for World War II, because it's like, yeah, obviously there was a war going on, so you know, Nazis shot him down or whatever. How do you do it in a modern age? Uh, well, some of America's enemies, I'm sure there's a war going on. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what era we're in, I'm sure there's a war happening. <laughs> But yeah, that one year, Matt, like last year, it felt like every Wonder Woman story we read was an origin. There was yeah. like Grant Morrison's Year One or Earth One for Wonder Woman. Then there was mm -hmm. Bombshells. Then there was Greg Rucka. Then there was the digital comic series yeah. that sought to do her origin. Everyone wanted to do her origin. It's amazing. And, to think yeah, and, it, and now we're getting a movie with her origin. And now we're getting a movie. And to think it took this long to get, like, an actual live-action Wonder Woman movie. We've had been through how many Batmans and how many Supermans, but Wonder Woman never got one. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they take... They keep saying that, like, oh, it's hard and everything, and, like, why is it hard? I would say it's no more or less hard than Batman or Superman. I mean, yeah. shit, we had Guardians of the Galaxy in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> if a talking raccoon in a tree that can only say its name worked out... You mean you can't make this cool shit here work into something? Look how cool this shit is. <laughs> oh well, we're getting at them. It, it's funny, Matt, I'm sure you remember that great PBS documentary they did on the history of superheroes and everything. And, you know, they talked about all the Batman and Superman movies, but when they came to Wonder Woman, they could only show the Linda Carter TV show. Yeah, they couldn't show that TV movie they made in, like, the early 70s. No, no, and I'm just like, man, this this is either kind of sad or a great love letter to that show that this is all that we can show all these years later. <laughs> like, Batman v Superman wasn't even out yet, or at least we didn't think Wonder Woman would show up in that yet. Which, for the many, many problems of Batman v Superman, I think we can agree, Wonder Woman was at least something of a bright spot, because at least we had never seen her before. It was something new, yeah. Yeah, something fresh. Even if she did have a total lightsaber lasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the thing that I don't like is that how different that lasso looks to the one in, in her solo movie. Oh, it's nice. The solo day. movie one looks much better. Yeah, looks kind of like how it's supposed to. I'm eating popcorn in case people wonder. <laughs> Yes, I'm working, but it's also movie night, sue me. <laughs> Again, the whole magic orb thing, the magic viewing window, that's also a thing from, like, uh, All-Star Comics. That's, like, something from the first appearance, actually. Mm-hmm. Which it's crazy to think. That, uh, that something written, like, 75 years ago, still relevant and still put into the origins. Yeah, some stuff deserves to stick around. It's true, like Batman and Superman, where it's like, no, you, you basically nailed it the first time. That's why in the broad strokes it almost doesn't change. Yeah. I think one of the biggest changes to Wonder Woman's origin that I actually liked was in Bombshells, where instead of, you know, being gifted, you know, the suit and the lasso and the bracelets and everything by her mom, she was kind of forced to steal it so she could go mm -hmm. off and fight World War II and, like, Artemis 
and the other one were there to stop her, but it's like, no, Princess Diana, we're not here to stop you. We're going to let you have it because we trust and believe in you. Yeah, that sounds good. It was a really sweet moment. I, I, I kind of dropped off reading Bombshells after that, but that was such a good ending. It's like, you know what? I don't need to read anything else because that was excellent. <laughs> oh, time for sexy anime shenanigans. <laughs> oh, time for a Hot Springs episode. So yeah, Wonder Woman and sexuality, let's talk about that for a second. Remember when Greg Rucka came out and he said, yeah, as far as he was concerned, Wonder Woman was bisexual and people freaked out? And his comic fans were like, well, we've basically been thinking that in our headcanon for years. <laughs> she lives on an island full of women. <laughs> yeah, even, even Grant Morrison was like, oh yeah, she had a girlfriend. They were pretty serious. And the girlfriend was kind of ticked off when uh, yeah. Diana chose to leave to hang out with Steve in Man's World. And I'm like, yeah, I feel bad for the girlfriend. <laughs> that sucks. It's like it's it's like what what did you think was gonna happen, guys? What do you think? <laughs> Run, Steve, or it's death by snoo snoo. <laughs> nice reference. And he falls fucking far. <laughs> I forgot how far he fell. How did none of that kill him? That was like a Homer Simpson falling down the gorge moment. <laughs> And not even so much as a cut on him, man, they make him tough in America land. Aw, oh, that's Surrender. nice. You cannot escape. That was much like in the Justice League episode, too, where they go to World War II and Diana gets to meet Steve. He also, uh, called her, her his angel in that as well. Yeah, he does in the comics as well. It's nice. It's a nice touch. Now we must kung fu fight. <laughs> hey, hey, look, Steve is competent. Yeah, I know, right? It's amazing when you see it. Yeah, this ain't forever evil, Steve. No, no, it's not. Oh no, my testicles, my own one and only weakness. <laughs> I fall down instantly when you kick me in them. Again, Nathan Fillion takes <laughs> a meathead character and actually makes the character kind of endearing in his dopiness. It's quite the line to walk. Basically the role he was born to play. Lovable dope. And hey, using the lasso of truth, you know, kind of for what it's meant to be used for. That's a nice touch. Writers forget it has so many different powers. Mm. can make you tell the truth, it's the only thing that can bind Wonder Woman, it can break mind control, people seem to forget it can do that. Yeah, that's like its, it's big, like biggest power. It can stop so much shit from happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's all Greek dust, man. I hope there's scenes like this in the new movie. Yeah, it would be nice, you know, there's a lot of good culture clash comedy you could have. You could do, like, Coming to America with Wonder Woman. <laughs> Again, there, there's a playful sense of fun to it. So we kill him, right? 
This pilot poses no threat to our people. Therefore, it is our duty to see him safely return to the outside world. I want to be the one. And again, the Amazons aren't heartless. We do not have the experience necessary to. Which is again another thing that kind of bugged me about the Azarello area because he made them into like heartless monsters. Yeah, yeah, he, he turned them into these like barbarians. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess if you wanted to say historically, that's probably closer to truth. But again, I don't want the truth. I want comic books. <laughs> I always liked the Amazons. I always thought they were cool. I am a woman now. I no longer need your protection. Yeah, ma'am. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. Respect my authority. It appears you are going to be busy. Oh, but who allowed Steve to come to the island? Matt, I think there's dissension. <laughs> there's a rat, I tell you. Alexa, are you covering Persephone's guard duty? I am covering yours. I uh, I watched John Wick 2 today, and I thought it was funny that basically all the names of all the hitmen outside John are all, like, you know, Greek in origin and all sound like the classic heroes like Cassian and everything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was done intentionally. Oh, I'm sure it was, too. I'd just be like, hey, that was, you know. That was a good movie. Yeah. It had common in it. Why does she not understand her mother knows what is best for her? Ooh, nice little animation thing there. See, she got her face wrecked in the battle, and now she has the hair over the side to hide her weird deformity. <laughs> Which, you know, has got to suck to be like, yeah, you know, we're on an island where we never grow old, we never die, but we also don't have, like, plastic surgery and shit. I would have thought she wouldn't, like, hide it, like, like wear it as, like, a badge. So, like, I fought in a war and survived. Oh, but that's part of her character arc map. And again, the, the Tournament of Bullets and Bracelets, which is such an yep. awesome name. Yeah, did this in the comics recently as well. They did. I'm, uh, I'm actually researching uh, my required reading for Wonder Woman as we record this. And yeah, they go back to this tournament a bunch. Oh man, it's getting all Ray Harryhausen up in here. <laughs> Hey Matt, do you like gladiator movies? Yeah. So what's her deal? Her deal is that I will personally castrate you if you come within five yards of her. Oh, everybody hates Steve. He just can't win. <laughs> now again, we should probably mention too, uh, the guy who created Wonder Woman, uh, William Milton Marsden, was also one of the guys who created uh, the lie detector. Sure yeah, he was. He was, he was kind of a pervert as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, dude lived an interesting lifestyle. He lived with his wife and his girlfriend, and they were like in a <laughs> three-way relationship. <laughs> dude had a lot of crazy ideas about love and brotherhood and sharing. <laughs> but apparently, both his wives were the, what is it, reference material for Wonder Woman. No, there you go. <laughs> so think about that next time, everybody. <laughs> he was literally Steve Trevor. <laughs> he was basically Steve Trevor. <clears throat> oh, dissension. 
In the instant of danger, the courage of his heart sustaineth him, and the steadiness of his mind bears. Dissension, betrayal, she's turning heel on the Amazons map. <laughs> she's gonna cut a promo now? Yeah, she is. She, she already gave her the Amazonian chair shot, which is a sword through the chest. Even that which is worst for it. Oh no. God, Alfred Molina is so good in this, isn't he? He's good in everything he's in. Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. He's really this. giving it 110 in this, too. He's like, oh, I get to be Ares, the god of war. Yeah. And they even do a good job explaining his powers in the movie, too, where it's like, look, he is literally fueled by the psychic energy given off by war and by aggression. <laughs> so the more you fight, the stronger he literally becomes. I like in some versions of this too in the comics they have like actual laser guns and shit. Yeah, in the most recent one they use one of Steve's guns because oh. they've never seen never seen it before and seen what they've seen what it can do like it just shoots straight through their armor That's and stuff. That's right, I remember that. Yeah, Amazons and technology are kind of all over the place. I know when Morrison wrote it for his Earth One, they had a bunch of crazy technology. They were kind of closer to like Wakanda and Black Panther. Yeah. They literally had a healing machine in that. Mm-hmm. And also Steve was a black guy. You fought with honor and intelligence. That's that's not important, I just thought I'd bring that up. That's a great idea too for a costume. It's like, well, why does she wear the American flag if she's an Amazon? Oh, because as an Amazon, you wear the colors of whatever nation you're visiting. Yeah, it's a, it's a great concept. And that also makes... I hope they use that, use that for the comics again as well. Well, I mean, you had that great bit in Red Sun where Wonder Woman, when she shows up there, she's wearing, like, the Soviet sickle red and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I guess she just stuck with that costume. She she got rid of it whenever she went to visit every other nation. She can't be changing all over the place. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's the thing. My parents, you know, from back on Amazon Island, they really only sent me no with one pair of the Stars and Stripes, so that's what I wear every day now. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, her visiting Nazi Germany would be a bit awkward. Yeah, oh, um... <laughs> Instead of the stars and stripes, it's just a bunch of little swastikas. <laughs> I mean, but it, it'd be like her, um, uh, that 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 Nazi JLA that was in, I think, like Countdown or something. Oh yes, that's right. Aw, suit nut montage. God, I love a good suit nut montage. Every hero needs a good suit nut montage. Do you think that's gonna be in the live action movie? I think it has to be. Maybe. <laughs> One of my favorite reasonings, too. Hey, why do they have an invisible jet? Because shut up, that's why. <laughs> they don't even bother to explain the invisible jet. <laughs> Again, in the new comments, they explain it as well. Greg Rucka gives a great explanation, actually, for the invisible jet. Yeah. I am ready, mother. It's also kind of silly, too. It's like, well, why does Wonder Woman need an invisible jet? She can fly in a lot of other stuff. <laughs> May Gaia be with you, Diana. Because an invisible jet is cool, that's why. 
Because you had it. Even Batman him. doesn't have one of them. It's true. <laughs> he can make his jet invisible, but it's not an invisible jet. We should not have let her go. <laughs> I don't see how we could have stopped her. Comedy. I could have shot her in the leg. Not near an artery, of course. You are the soul of thoughtfulness, Artemis. So, like, Artemis is like a character now in Red Hood and the Outlaws, and I can't bring myself to read it, but she looks just like the version from this movie. Yeah, I, I keep seeing her there in there as well. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to read it. Because, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's an Elseworlds story right there. What if Artemis was sent to Man's World and not Diana? Yeah. Because she is the strongest, technically. Ah, some good old hobo acting right there. The only thing they were missing is the classic cartoon bit of like, oh, I've had enough of this, and he throws the bottle away. <laughs> children. Steve, I've never seen children before. I'm... Yeah, keeping the fish-out-of-water wonderment thing going on, which I like. What's wrong, little one? Oh, hey, I'm sure you saw that thing on Twitter that uh, Dairy Queen... Or no, it was... Uh, it wasn't Dairy Queen... It wasn't Baskin Robbins. What is the other? Cold Stone Creamery is having like a Wonder Woman ice cream for a uh, yeah. new movie. Yeah. Yeah, they're having a Wonder Woman ice cream. And it was funny because some people are like, oh, you know, Wonder Woman would never uh, eat ice cream. But then they all play the bit from the opening of War. And it's yeah. like, well, actually, if you read and watched War, you would know she thinks it's great. If there was ever a character who would agree with ice cream. likely to cause real injury and less likely to be blocked by your opponent. Do you understand? Uh-huh. And that's good Go, go, go shiv your friends. <laughs> and tell them I said to. <laughs> Wonder Woman, much like Wu-Tang, is for the children. Hold on. Maybe I can help. My job allows me access to sophisticated surveillance technology. Yeah, see, I'm useful. I'm good. I'm good at things. Use me for stuff. <laughs> I will see what your technology has to offer. Show me this technology. Bring me to the internet I have heard so much about. First, let's get you into something that won't get me arrested for solicitation. Badum tish. <laughs> prostitution, uh, <joke>. prostitution jokes. <laughs> yep. But tasteful prostitution jokes, like the kind we do on the comic multiverse. So yeah, remember how I said it seemed like they were leaving a lot of hanging plot threads for stuff they would do later? On the actual DVD commentary, Bruce Tim says they wanted to do a skinny at a candy here because they had a plan for her down the line. And then he trails off because he was really proud of the idea and then they never got a sequel. So I really wonder what the hell they plan to do with at a candy later on. Uh, has me interested now. Oh. I'm in intrigued to see what he would have done. This is her only scene, and she's kind of a bitch to Diana, so I assume they would probably either A, become friends, or B, because she is skinny here, I wonder if he would just make her really fat in the sequel. <laughs> or, or make her a villain or something. Yeah, something like that, I don't know. This uh, this is also like the first time we saw Etta Candy since like the uh, Linda Carter show and shit. So it was a big deal to have this character come back here. We have some work to do. <laughs> a character who has since gotten a race swap in the comics. And also yep. become way more important now. Like, she's Steve's boss now. Yeah, which, it, it doesn't make any sense for the movie as well, because, like, in the movie she's white, and she's obviously going to die. 
Yeah, because she's back in World War II. She can't live unless they pull a total Peggy Carter and be like, oh, this is Etta Candy Jr. Jr. Oh, I hope they don't do that. And you just recast the same actors. Or have your cake and eat it too and be like, hey, here's the descendant of Etta Candy who's just the Etta Candy from the Greg Rucka book now. There you go. You kind of do like a, like a Nick Fury and Nick Fury Jr. thing. There's ways. There's ways and means. You smell good. Must you flirt? Steve is going full on Johnny Bravo. Hey, look what I can do. <laughs> do the monkey with me. Right around the time of his escape, the number of violent incidents increased dramatically in the area. Such a great idea for Ares. Literally everywhere he goes, he inspires death and violence just by being in the area. <laughs> That's a great idea for a bad guy. Yeah. Eventually, a pattern will form that will allow us to pinpoint his exact location. Using the power of Google. You know. <laughs> that's what I that's what I would love that's in my version Steve's not actually using super advanced surveillance technology he's just googling things <laughs> yeah he's just got like google maps up and and, and Diana's just like like spellbound by it like look what I can do I can see the whole world <laughs> <laughs> maybe she'll want to hang out with me more if I do this <laughs> I wow her with my ability to ask Jeeves what's going on hey Jeeves where's Ares at <laughs> Look, Diana, if Jeeves doesn't have the answer, we'll ask Bing about it. A toast. To different cultures finding common ground. Again, another great, very humanizing scene. He tries to get her drunk, only to realize, oh no, wait, Amazons have amazing resiliency. Your mother and Ares? Really? The whole God of War thing didn't raise any red flags? Yeah, Hippolyta has had bad taste all over the place. Like I said, Hades in the cartoon, Ares in this movie. <laughs> they, uh, they even did some cool stuff in, like, JSA where they kind of retconned it around to be like, oh, Hippolyta was also on the Justice Society as, like, their Wonder Woman stand-in. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, cartoon characters getting sloshed, how about that? And yet, this is still only PG-13. Yeah. Yeah, it's only PG-13. Apparently when they submitted it to the MPAA, originally they got an R rating and had to trim it down. Wow. Yeah. I gotta wonder what they had to change, because it seems like they're not holding much back. Yeah, the night was going so good, and then Steve just vomited in the alley over and over again. <laughs> drunk off his ass on tequila. <laughs> he sobers up pretty quick, though, later on. Only in TV and movies do characters sober up so immensely. Steve needs black coffee and a nap. Uh, classic, don't go into the dark alley because one of the many roaming thug gangs are there. But they're such self-aware thugs, too, that I love where it's like, come on, really? You brought your date into a dark alley? Come on, man. This is a stupid... You had, you had to know we were here. Yeah. The DC Universe. This is where we hang out. 
We're going to hold on to that. But there is something I want from you. An apology for contributing oh, to my disillusion with men in general. Can you believe this crazy chick? I'm not gonna ask again. The wallet. <laughs> Maybe I want How quickly Steve just gives up his wallet too was pretty great. Yep, here we go. The first bracelet thing. Oh, so cool. You uh you've been keeping up with Archer this season, right, Matt? Uh yes and no. Uh Cyborg Barry, when he came back, he deflected bullets literally exactly like Wonder Woman, so much to the point I'm sure it had to be a reference. <laughs> he does the same, like, crazy wrist moves, and I'm like, oh, that's gotta be a Wonder Woman reference. Or at least I'm such a nerd, that's where my brain goes to when I see someone deflect bullets with their wrist. It probably was. Yeah. Oh, Steve. I'm tough. No, I'm not. Now, this monster guy here, uh, that's John DiMaggio doing his voice. That's Bender. Oh, nice. Oh, I, that's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie right there, and it's blink and you miss it. It's when this giant monster comes up, Wonder Woman kicks off her high heels. Yeah. This guy's meant to be Deimos, okay. Yeah, which makes him a son of Ares, right? Yeah, one of the sons of Ares. Which was also a thing from Gods and Mortals. She fights Deimos, she fights a bunch of the sons of Ares. So again, they got really good source material they're drawing on for this. This is a great fight, too. She does it all in a cocktail dress. It's amazing. I'd like to see Batman or Superman fight a giant <laughs> Greek monster in a cocktail dress. They couldn't do it. They'd be tripping all over themselves. <laughs> and just, yeah, Wonder Woman will, will cut a bitch with a piece of glass if she has to. <laughs> She's not a skirt of nothing. Messing up a whole mall. Again, I just cannot stop hearing Bender every time that guy talks. <laughs> oh, great costume reveal to Oh, you rip off the civilian clothes and oh, I'm already in my costume. And then she uses said dress as a weapon. Yeah, it's re it's really well done. And again, I think in the commentary they're like, oh yeah, that was totally intentional. We wanted her to like use the trappings of like modern day femininity to fight a giant. <laughs> so, like, doesn't she doesn't she use a shoe to like gouge out his eye later? I think. I yep. think so. Yep, this is it right here. That's such good <laughs> visual storytelling. Where it's like, goddamn, what's a what's a high heel shoe good for? Oh yeah, this is pretty good. Does that all barefoot? Ow. Some people would pay a lot of money for that. I'm sure they would. I'm sure they do for a woman in a Wonder Woman costume. Too. I'm <laughs> sure that's a very specific fetish, Matt. Even this guy's death, too, is pretty metal, too, how he gets out of this. You're not going to break the lasso. So, want to tell me where Ares is? No, no. would rather die. I train my master. Trust me, buddy, you don't have a choice. Might as well answer the question. I answer only to Ares. Yep. <laughs> what a way to go. Most people just take a cyanide pill, not this dude. <laughs> His beard killed him. <laughs> wow, what a metal way to die. Greek underworld. Hey, you get some good education here on your Greek mythology. 
I like, too, in this movie, they build this idea that there's, like, a cult of Ares. There's just a bunch of crazy militia Peckerwoods who still worship Ares. Probably get some dirty looks by all the other cults in the DC universe. Like, nah, man, I'm part of the Cult of the Cobra, or nah, man, I'm part of the Church of Blood, or any of these other crazy cults. Uh, it's time for a stealth mission, Matt. They're going full-on Metal Gear. God, I, I always hate those in video games when they force a, force a stealth mission on you. I don't, I don't mind them. I like stealth missions. But I like them, but I hate it's one of those ones where it's like you have to stealth or you lose. Oh, yeah, I hate them. Man, come to think of it, why haven't they made a really great Wonder Woman video game? They could literally just take God of War and put Wonder Woman in it. Because it's, it's not Batman, Arkham Knight, or anything. So, not interested. Oh, man, imagine the Arkham combat system, but with Wonder Woman. Yeah, it fits, but... Again, her, it's not Batman. <laughs> and her takedowns would literally just be killings. Because that's the other thing about Wonder Woman that sets her apart. She doesn't really have a secret identity. She's basically just Wonder Woman all the time, even when she's just Diana Prince. Mm -hmm. And she's not afraid to kill people. Well, they've kind of like addressed that in the comics that she doesn't do it as much anymore. Right. And and there has to it there has to be like like extenuated circumstances for it. So like end of the line sort of thing yeah she's not a psychopath she doesn't want to kill but she's not afraid to like maxwell lord she'll break maxwell lord's neck if she has to yeah the, the one dc hero i'm okay with breaking a neck is the one that yeah. doesn't <laughs> and even then she'll still cop shit yeah she will captain boomerang eat your heart out I imagine Digger seeing that and be like, oh man, she's better at that than I am. I I hope they use the TR in the new movie like that. Yeah, I hope they use all her tools. That's the thing, like, Batman's got his old utility belt, Wonder Woman's got her own shit going on. It's really hard to commentate over this one, because again, I'm just stopping every so often, like, ooh, this is a good scene, this is a good scene. <laughs> How does she not realize, like, like, I'm literally going to be a human sacrifice? I think I might be on the wrong team here. <laughs> why, why, do you, why do you want my dagger, man? Why, why do you want it? You have your own. I gotta be so weird about it. Oh, good, it's not me. <laughs> like, psych. <laughs> not gonna lie, for a second there, I totally thought you were gonna sacrifice me. <laughs> we need a virgin uh, sacrifice. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, we all know Jeff. Come on. Yeah, we're, with a beard like that? <laughs> we got to keep with the old ways. Real sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no, look, I can change it, though. Give me time. Give me 24 hours. I'm taking you back to Themyscira. On the bright side, you'll have the company of the new cellmate. <laughs> Goddamn, Steve, I have a gun. Yeah, yeah, they have guns, too, and their guns are bigger than yours, Steve. <laughs> I, I know you're trying. I know you're really trying here, but try harder. I like to Ares hasn't bothered to change. He's still in prison clothes. You think uh, the God of War would have a little bit more style and decorum, but I guess not. Oh, 
Amazon on Amazon violence. Great monster design for this movie, too. As they should be, some great monsters look really cool. Again, it's some straight up like Ray Harryhausen shit. No problem, Angel. Leave it to me. <laughs> great. You got two shots off on that gun. You brought a gun with only two shots in it, Steve. <laughs> Did you forget to reload? Oh, I'm really sorry, Diana. I was just shooting those beer cans before we got here. Yeah, there you go. Neck broken, but it's a monster, so it's fine. Once again, Steve falls through a bunch of shit, doesn't get hurt, takes a punch from a literal god, and doesn't even have a bruise. Maybe he's tougher than we give him credit for. Tackles an Amazon. Hey, what he lacks in brains, he makes up for in bravery. <laughs> Psych. Again, the action in this, like, really, really well done and really visceral. Like, again, to compare it to something like Judas Contract. Do you even remember many of the action scenes from Judas Contract? No, actually, no. It's hard to, right? Because it's like, here, I care about these characters and I care about what's going on, so I feel the action that much more. In Judas Contract, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, stuff's happening. Yeah, they kind of like, this kind of happened in the comic. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I remember when this kind of happened. Hey, I'm doing stuff again. Look, Diana, I blew it up. <laughs> did you see? Did you see? Aw, oh, you're passed out. Crap. Every time I do good stuff, you're not looking. I'm trying really hard to impress you. Hey, it's a blood moon, get it? Well, that's a really annoying lock that you need a blood sacrifice every time to open it. Oh no, I lost my keys on the other side. Well, fuck, we need another blood sacrifice then. I'm sorry. <laughs> the door doesn't open any other way. Oh, don't stare directly into it. It's the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> that's wrong, wrong mythology, Joel. That's a totally different thing. Although, seriously, that I can totally see that being a story. Wonder Woman trying to get, like, the Holy Grail or the Ark of the Covenant before the Nazis do. <laughs> that, that'd actually be a really cool story. That sounds like a story they may have already told. I don't know. Wonder Woman fought a lot of Nazis back in the day, and unlike Batman and Superman who kind of forget it, Wonder Woman's like, oh yeah, I was around during World War II. I did that. Yeah, she put a lot of Nazis, a lot of a lot of Japanese. That too, some very racist caricatures. Hey, look, it's one of the hardest boss fights from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no, no, it's Cerberus. <laughs> Watch out, he's gonna barf darkness and a bunch of homing fireballs at you. But if you get the jungle key Ares, you can defeat him. She could stay here. Sorry, you my bottom bitch. I apologize, but you gotta watch the door. Great design work on the gods as well. Like they, I think they said in the commentary they wanted to try their hardest to not be inspired by the Disney movies. <laughs> this is a really great version of uh, Hades. Like they could, be, they could have made him really gaunt or skeletal or deathly, like they do in God of War or the Disney movies. But they go a completely different way with him. 
they basically make him hedonism bot from Futurama, which I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's basically like, like the personification of like sloth. Yeah. Oh, Jumby, heat up the oils. <laughs> which I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. If you're the god of the underworld, if you have a bunch of undead servants, why would you ever need to exercise or do anything? You just wear a big comfy robe that looks like a shower curtain with all those rings. In fact, I think that robe might actually just be his shower curtain that he brought out with him. <laughs> he wore it one day and just didn't take it off. Yeah. Oh, well, you see, Hades, we have all these wonderful outfits for you. Capes, operatic robes, moo-moos. <laughs> I'll have one moo-moo, so please. Take your boo-boo and your trash bag full of popcorn. <laughs> yes. That's all Ares really wants. Like, look, you know, if I give you this trash bag full of popcorn, will you help me, Hades? <laughs> what about this little bird that drinks the water? What about that? And again, like, he has such a great scene here, Hades. I could only imagine they were setting him up for a sequel. And, like, I think there's even, like, some post-credit stuff with him later where I'm sure if they made a Wonder Woman 2, he was supposed to be the villain, but we never got there. Yeah, and I like this, he's got Thrax yeah. as he's like, gaunt slave. That's uh, that's Oliver Platt, actually, as the voice of uh, Hades. Mm -hmm. Doing a really good job. Again, they got such a good, like, Hollywood-level voice cast for this. Aww. And they even fucking humanize Ares a little bit here. Like, he's been this evil asshole all throughout the movie, but you see he loves his son and how this hurts him. Yeah. Like, that's that's a level of development and depth most, like, comic book villains in movies like this get. And the thing is, it's shorter than, like, like live-action movies. This is only, like, just over 90 minutes. Yeah, it's... it's Whereas, like, most, most comic book movies like two and a half hours long. They do a lot in a very short amount of time in this. It's it's very, very precise how they hit all their moments. Yeah. And, like... Oh, no. And, like, the best is yet to come is the thing to... Oh, oh shit, he's going Super Saiyan. Look, he's going Super Saiyan. <laughs> super Ascended Ares God-God form. That's the one. They say that on the commentary, too, for this, the official one, where they're like, yeah, we may have gone a little too Super Saiyan with him. <laughs> it's like to think, too, that there's still, like, a big battle at the end of this, because they already had, like, the, oh, you gotta stop the ceremony, oh, you gotta stop the altar, and it's like, no, 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 there's more movie left after this. Yeah, um, Ares just turning and how it went faded to black, that, like, seemed like an end to the movie. Yeah. And it could have been. They could have made like a two-parter. Yeah. I'm an Amazon, Steve. We're prepared from birth to give our lives in battle. I knew what the consequences were going into this mission. Yeah, you jerk. God damn it, Steve. Why didn't you let me die? <laughs> Be a man and let me die, you bitch. Does the truth hurt, Steve? Newsflash. The Amazons ain't so perfect either. You act brave, but cutting yourselves off from the outside world was cowardly. Not to mention stupid. Again, they get a lot of good stuff done in a very short amount of time. Like, hey, here's basically their entire relationship, and here's the Amazon's relationship with the rest of the world. Yeah. 
Like, basically, everything they're arguing about right here, the Amazons cutting themselves off from the rest of the world and everything, that informs so many great Wonder Woman stories. <laughs> that's, that's her equivalent of, like, you know, Batman, do you do, or do you create more villains than you stop? Or, like, Superman's thing of, like, you know, how can you be an alien but one of us type thing. <laughs> and, they hit, and they hit it perfectly in just a couple minutes. Again, I, I hope this is in the live-action movie, too. I hope they hit something similar to these notes. Especially because yep. for a lot of people, it's going to be the first time they've ever heard it. Mm -hmm. Don't don't mess up the message, because if you mess up the message, it's going to be like Arrow, where you know your quote-unquote casual fans are going to think that's right for years to come. Oh, yeah. Also, what a great place to stage your finale for your movie in Washington, D.C. Ah, oh, this speech is so good. That I may walk across the earth on the back of five million corpses. That's so... Jesus Christ. That's so <laughs> fucking metal. Now, uh, here's an interesting fact too, Matt. Uh, when this movie was being written in, like, 2009, this was, like, right around the time of the election and everything. So that's why when we see the president in this movie, it's very nondescript president because they weren't sure who was going to win. I remember when this movie came out, I'm like, hey, shouldn't that be Obama? Oh, yeah, I guess they didn't know who was going to win on this one. Yep. But yeah, the final fight in DC, such a great staging area. They even get to do like the whole, uh, the Amazons come to help and they come up the Potomac River like fucking George Washington. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> That's a smart joke too. Why am I telling the truth all of a sudden? Oh. Again, I'm just watching it now. It's, it's too good. Yeah, it is. Take that. Oh, get, Jesus Christ. Get gadded, son. <laughs> he's, he's not having any shit now. <laughs> I, I, I like they're talking about the cult of Ares, where it's like, well, I thought the cult of Ares were those dudes, you know, who dressed in the fatigues and everything. No, 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 these guys in the armor are the real cult of Ares. They've kept it around this whole time. And also, too, the president's assistant is totally not Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> Shall we? Mother tells me you're a terrific dancer. Oh, shit. Darn. Apparently someone wants to cut in. You're not going to conquer man, there's a, there's a great bit, too, when this ends. Like, you know, it's like once Ares defeated, where'd all these guys go? They just kind of walk off into the mist. It's like, okay, and I guess they're gone now. Until the next time. Yeah. Yeah, they build a hell of a villain out of Ares where it's like, how can you stop him? You can't stop him any more than you can stop human conflict. This shot, that's so cool. <laughs> that's so freaking cool. Our arrows will blot out the sun, but we'll fight in the shade. 
Again, they've got Pegasi. It feels like the first day of school. And yet you could not find a bigger sword, Artemis? Sword? This is but my dagger. <laughs> That's some cool <laughs> shit. Tear them apart. Man, now we've come full circle and the battle is joined once again. Yep. This, this also has one of my other favorite things, Matt, and I'm sure you feel the same way too when it comes to big fight scenes like this with so many characters. It's kind of like the, okay, pick your partner in dance, where it's like everyone fights the one character that personifies, you know, their struggle and everything. So Hippolyta fights the traitor. Artemis uh, fights the undead uh, one who was her sister. Some good shit. Yeah, it's it, again, sort of like paying off all that stuff we got in the first ten minutes. Yeah. Again, the script on this one could not be tighter. Oh yeah, it it kind of feels like they th this is what they would have done for a live action film back then. Yeah, it really does. Like this plays so totally like like a screenplay, like a treatment where it's like, and this is what we would do if we could. This is our proof of concept. Yeah. Did you see Joss Whedon's script for his Wonder Woman movie uh, got released? I did not actually. How was it? It is actually really good. I, I am so upset they didn't use it. What uh, what angle did he take? Did he do anything different? What was his thing? Uh, I, I don't really want to spoil it because you you got to read it to like sort of understand it. But she fights Ares and everything, and it's kind of similar to this in, in that way where she meets Steve and everything. And but it's got that Whedon sort of comedic timing and stuff with it. So it's fun. And it is really good. It's really and, and and the last scene is her learning to fly. Oh, so. nice. Oh, uh, jeez, Ares. He, he this isn't even his final form, Matt. <laughs> He's evolving. This is Ares' second form. Uh, Shin Ares, violent <laughs> Ares. And hey. Remember how Steve was a pilot? And remember how we said he was a pretty good pilot? Well, watch him actually save the day by being a good pilot. Yeah, watch him actually do something he's competent at. Yeah, holy shit. Have they ever told a story? They must have over the 75 years where Hal and Steve meet. It's like, oh, you're a pilot, I'm a pilot too. I would imagine so. You'd think so. You'd think they'd do more with that, where it's like, no kidding, you and I, in many ways, we might as well be the same guy a lot of the time. I'm surprised, I'm surprised they haven't done one where, like, before Hal got his ring, him and, like, Steve was kind of like, like, um... They were in, in competition together. with each other, sort of like f to be the best pilot. That, that's like great flashback fodder, right? Like that should be something. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, you didn't think it was crazy enough yet with superpowers and monsters and Greek things. Yeah, guess what? Now the dead will rise. <laughs> Zombie Amazons. They just keep ratcheting it up. His, his mask reminds me of someone. Um, yeah, it's, it's very Oni-like, isn't it? Yeah. Which villain wears an Oni mask? Lots. That's how many. This is a great bit to, oh, dead, light drains from the eyes, and oh, shit, I'm resurrected fighting for the other team now. They're White Walkers. They're literally White Walkers. It's like, uh, it's like the ghosts in Lord of the Rings. They just wash over you and you can't fight them. Alexa, 
You bring yet more disgrace to our family. Ouch, this that's time cold. I will ensure that you stay dead. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing though. In death, I'm a total badass. I have marionette fighting foo. Now you fight without fear. Yeah, all it took was dying. Dying does wonders for You can't you. kill an undead person. Yeah, she's gonna try though, she's Artemis. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I hit it with this massive fucking sword, I could do it. <laughs> I really think though, if I just had one more try. What demon language are you babbling? I'm talking backwards, it's like Twin Peaks. You never see that show. Burns his suit, burns his suit. Look and burns his suit, damn it! <laughs> Nagel Arch Corpus! Nagel Arch Corpus! Classic, uh. Classic DC Universe 2 backwards talking magic. Or at least I assume that's backwards talking. It might just be Greek, I don't know. <laughs> backwards Greek. <laughs> oh, now that's super complicated. Backwards Greek. That's like, that's like, you need to be level 10 to unlock that, yeah. Again, even she gets an arc. She's maybe in like five minutes of the movie altogether, but Alexa gets an amazing arc and even gets to save the day and redeem herself. Yeah. It's really good. I also picked the dual-wielding speciality, as you can see, so I can fight with two swords. Shit. We uh, we might have talked over it, but I love the bit where the Condoleezza Rice character is saying to the president, being like, you know, yeah, it seems uh, this Ares guy, he's uh, fighting a bunch of armor-clad supermodels on the front lawn of the White House. Uh, yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Lucky it wasn't Trump, he'd be like, whoa, let's go out and have a look. Yeah, really? Let's go, go, go grab him. He'd be, he'd be tweeting about it right now. <laughs> yeah. There's Super a lot of ways. Fighting on, the, <laughs> fighting on the lawn, sad. <laughs> yes, yeah, sad. Okay, so they're fighting on my lawn. These women, they're really deplorable. These women, they're really nasty, and they're fighting on my front lawn. <laughs> I think me and Ares would get along very well. <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. He's a businessman. My son-in-law is setting up a back channel uh, to Ares and his war dimension right now. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> <laughs> but you just tweeted about it. No, I didn't. <laughs> Fake news. Uh, fake news. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the God of War and his cult seem to be attacking Washington, sir. That's fake news. That's a liberal bias. No, but it's Yeah, they have, have goddamn Alex Jones coming on saying it, it's all fake. <laughs> and they took my kids. Wonder Woman took my kids from me. <laughs> and she made me lose my battle with that yogurt company. <laughs> and also, I'm pretty sure the Amazons are making the frogs gay. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't prove this, but I'm pretty sure. Of course. Invisible missiles. That's a good joke too. The invisible plane has invisible missiles, because of course it does. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? God, the animation here is really good. They really gave a shit in this one, didn't they? They did. There's none of that crappy 3D CGI stuff or anything. Like, again, too, I, th I honestly, I think they had more money here, is the thing. From what I yeah. understand, ever since Flashpoint Paradox onward, they cut their budget more and more, and it shows. 
As, as I said at the start, this is like the, the like 2007 to 2009 is like the time where we were getting like really good stuff like Superman and the Elite came, I think that came out in 2010. Yeah. Um, like all, all Star Superman, all these really good DC animated movies were coming out and they were really well done. animation is what I'd call it. Yeah. Oh, this line shreds me here where it's like, you know, you you are our sister, you are forever young, forever beautiful, and she's like, yes, the Amazons are warriors, but we are women too. What is eternal life without family, without children? And that's her final words. Oh, that kills me every time. Like, that line is so good that should be in a movie. Like, they were on fire with this dialogue. That you would suffer at the wicked, cruel hands of man. Yup. You're no man. Not the kind of... It's such a brutal finale, right? Yeah. Then you've learned nothing, have you? Oh, skipping across the reflecting pond. What a cool bit. Well, oh, actual blood. See, they've been pretty uh, they've been pretty sparing with it, but when they get it, they get it. Typhoon, I summon the power of lightning. Oh, such a great move. Look at that. Using his own shit against him. Yes, even a god is no match for the conductive power of water, apparently. And again, they, they, they mentioned earlier on that the properties of the lasso, and it's unbreakable. Yep. So. Oh, no. Highlander, there can be only one. <laughs> she now becomes the god of war, yeah. like that time in the comics. It did happen, but then she'll just put the helmet away and crush it, and we're just going to forget about that. <laughs> Just like we forgot it. And I love his cult too, just walks up. Oh, this is too real for us, we're gone. <laughs> well, you know, I got shit to do now. <laughs> yeah, the kids got soccer practice tomorrow. I guess I gotta get a day job. Mr. President. Which just sucks because I'm President. not qualified for anything. Thanks, President, not quite John McCain, not Obama. Just <laughs> generic president man. <laughs> The supermodel saved everyone. Good job. Give them a commendation or don't. I don't care. Diana, Diana, I did something. <laughs> did you see? Did you see? Oh, you never see. Oh, that's okay. I love you anyway. Even though you never see me when I succeed. Aww. And they remember that it's a romance at the end of the day. Hey, we support this. <laughs> support this new and exciting endeavor. <laughs> we are fine. <laughs> Tell us how it goes. Again, even Hades gets the last word in as a villain. I imagine there was probably a great treatment for a sequel to this we'll never see. Perhaps I should have listened. Oh shit, and he knew it was gonna happen, which is why he did it. Hades, what an asshole. Artemis, oh, these words hurt my brain. <laughs> I'm not hitting things. I'm trying, my queen, but it is fiercely boring. 
Artemis is so tough, she doesn't read books, she just stares at the page and the words read themselves out out of fear. <laughs> the threat of death. <laughs> Artemis is the Amazon Chuck Norris. When she does push up, she's not pushing herself up, she's pushing the earth down. <laughs> A dry cleaned Wonder Woman suit. Yeah, really. <laughs> yes, I invented dry cleaning for the Amazons. I think it's going to be a huge hit. <laughs> Man, they really nailed the mother-daughter relationship in this that informs so much of Wonder Woman's character. And it's part of what makes her special, too. Because obviously Batman doesn't have parents. Superman has parents sometimes, but he has both of them. Mm-hmm. It's really something truly unique to her, which I like. Oh, hey, look, I've gone full Clark Kent now with my glasses. Talked about this, Angel. I know. My buddy Clark told me I should wear these. You're such a gentleman. And even the ending, too, feels like the ending of a big blockbuster summer movie, doesn't it? Yeah. Hey, look, it's the one Wonder Woman villain people know. Oh, no. Cheetah. Jesus who, Christ. Cheetah, who has an amazing design, and she's in this for, like, maybe two minutes. Uh, she even does the Christopher Reeve Superman run thing. First time they say her name in the movie. So good. Oh, shit. Oh, look, it, it, it's her combo from Injustice. Watch out. <laughs> Boom! Man, that was tight. That was a good movie. That was really good. That was so good. Carrie Russell, that's who did it. She's good. That was that was so good. I worry now about the live action one, where it's like you ac <laughs> you actually have pretty big shoes to fill in this one. Actually, <laughs> you do, especially after this one. That that, as I said before, felt like a movie script for a live action one. Like this one is almost perfect. Like if you had me rank my top 10 DC animated movies. This one's probably number one just because it's probably the best version of Wonder Woman's origin story. It is. It's really good. And it's even better because it's like, here's the thing. We've got a ton of Batman movies. We got a ton of Superman movies. We only have so far one Wonder Woman movie that I've seen and it's this one. And oh look, story by Gail Simone. Do you think maybe that's why it was as good as it was too? Maybe. Is that maybe. why I have a giant boner for it and Bruce <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there you go everyone that was Wonder Woman we hope you enjoyed this one we also hope we all end up enjoying the live action one wouldn't you agree Matt I, I hope so <laughs> I mean I guess check back on in with us next week and I guess we can talk about it right because we'll probably I guess so yeah yeah alright then everyone so we hope you dug the commentary as always be sure to follow me and Matt on Twitter me at Cape Joel Matt at MOS underscore uh... <laughs> it's Matt underscore FOS. There you go. As in Fortress of Solitude, which is also Matt's channel that you should go check out. And if you want to download this commentary and carry it around with you all the time, relive the memories, you can do so by heading to SoundCloud. Yep. And also, I apologize if my mic was a little fucked up there. I actually think it's calmed down a little bit, but uh, I think Matt's going to try everything he can to fix that up. So until next time, everyone, thanks for watching and listening, and we will see you all again next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.